because today in sports history we wanted to talk water sports in the Territory because I'd have thought um, when you think of Alice Springs, which doesn't have a lot of water, and Darwin, that has a lot of water that you can't actually get in and play in too much because of crocodiles and whatever. Um, how big is how what, what is the history of water sports? Oh, look, it's a it's a very interesting tale, uh, uh, Charlie. Uh, being a, a a British colony, so when when the first settlers came here in 1869, they bring that uh, sort of uh, culture with them, and uh, by by the late um, 1870s, uh, going swimming and the beachside was very much part of uh, 19th century British culture in England and they did try and bring that here. When the when the newspaper first got produced here in Darwin in 1873, uh, the uh, Palmerston Hotel on the Esplanade uh, uh, advertised a good pathway leading down from the hotel to a fine bathing place, a distance of just 200 yards. So right from that very time they were advertising uh, the fact that they were by the, the seaside. Yeah. Um, I don't think they were advertising the fact that there were crocodiles in the, in the in the no, harbour at the time, you wouldn't. Um, but 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 for all that, uh, there were quite a lot of water sports. Uh, being a maritime sort of uh, uh, culture, uh, regattas were very much part of the early um, uh, sporting events here yep. in Darwin. So uh, they'd have uh, gig races, you know, rowing boats, you know, the lighters that people would row yes. materials out to boats. They'd form teams. The British Australia Telegraph, which um, I've spoken about a few times, they'd put in a team. The customs would. Put Put in a team, and there'd be rowing races in Darwin Harbour. Um, in the 1890s, we had a lugger fleet here in Darwin, so they'd have regattas with the lugger races. We had sampan races, you know, the Chinese craft um, called sampans that have sampan races. Um, and during those events, they did have some swimming um, uh, competitions. Um, Darwin's first, uh, or Palmerston's first, uh, swimming baths um, uh, were rather unique. Um, it's very hard for people today to picture where it is, but I'll try, I'll try and explain. Where the cruise boat's uh, uh, wharf is down yeah. on, the, on the waterfront was Darwin's first uh, baths, Fort Hill baths they were called, and uh, at low tide they were completely exposed. They were basically wooden um, railings in the shape of a, a, a square, and um, that was Darwin's first bathing spot for the first 30 to 40 years. It wasn't until we had the baths at Lamaroo beach that some people might recall. Yes. There are remnants of that there now. But people used to go swimming down there all the time. They had very um, elaborate arrangements where there were... This is in the days when Fort Hill was in fact a hill. So for those people not familiar with Darwin, there used to be a big hill at Fort Hill. That's where it's got its name. Yeah. And at, at the saddle, just down from the administrator's place, they used to have a flagpole. And when the women were in the swimming baths, they had a red flag up and men weren't supposed to go out there. But there are all kinds of shenanigans out at the baths there, uh, Charlie. Men would be hiding in the bushes. Oh, well, that's, that, that, that's true. The women were often accused in the newspaper of uh, monopolising the baths. I don't know what the women were up to, but they were clearly saying to the blokes, keep out. Oh. Um, so... Uh, uh, mixed bathing didn't officially come into the baths until the turn of the century, the 1900s. That would have been a big day. Oh, I think there would have been quite a crowd at the uh, the, the baths. <laughs> the first mixed swimming, yeah. Um, I was just explaining before the, the show at the baths, I've got a photograph of these early baths that were built in uh, 1880 and uh, the gentleman on the back of his, car, uh, of his photograph uh, just pointed out it's rather risky bathing in the open on account of sharks, alligators and jellyfish. Mm. <laughs> um, I've got a report of a gentleman actually shooting a crocodile from 
the baths themselves. Not in the baths, but just the other side of the baths. Swim with your gun. Well, that's right. It wasn't unusual to take your gun with you. So did did those baths work like when the tide came in and filled it up and then the tide went out and left the water in there? Is that how it worked? No, well, in fact, they were just railings, so the water just easily went in and out. The Lamaroo baths were similar to those baths that people might be familiar with down in Sydney where there was a concrete wall and, yes, it would fill up in the course of the day and then each tide the water would be renewed. I see. Um, uh, Darwin's first um, uh, swimming champion, uh, so the first swimming club was formed in 1915 during World War I and a gentleman that people would know associated with football because he's said to be a founder of football here in Darwin but the um, Northern Territory's first swimming champion was a gentleman by the name of Reuben Cooper. Oh. And um, he'd actually uh, been uh, uh, in competitive swimming in Adelaide. Um, it's a really interesting story that maybe we'll tell, tell some other time but um, Reuben Cooper was an all-round sportsman. Indeed he was. Later in the 1920s, uh, there was a there was a performer. He was actually a very well-known swimmer from Sydney by the name of Ernie Cavill. And the Cavill family owned baths in Sydney, the Sydney baths. But he was on a, an Australia-wide tour. He was travelling around by steamer, came to Darwin, put on a display of diving. Mm. Um, this this uh, would have been at the Lamaroo Baths. They, they were formed in 1922. And uh, Reuben Cooper, in fact, challenged Ernie Cavill to a 100 metres swimming race. And Ernie Cavill just initially said, well, of course, you know, I'll take the challenge. You know, I'm, I'm an Australian champion. Over the course of a week or two, there are all these newspaper stories and it, it, it dawned on Ernie that Reuben was actually a very good swimmer, most likely would beat him. So oh. he pulled out. He pulled out. He, he, he wasn't up to it. So he was the first official Northern Terri- Territory wimp. Yes. <laughs> we should have an award for that. Indeed, the Cavill Award uh, yeah. uh, uh, had tickets on himself until he realised what he was up against. <laughs> um, through the 20s, uh, we had uh, water polo matches in the Vesties uh, water tank. So people would know the tank at Darwin High School. That yes. was Vesties uh, water tank. Well, they had uh, the da- uh, Northern Territory's first water polo game was uh, in that tank. And during World War II, um, uh, I showed you some photographs uh, uh, when I came in. And during the war, as the war got further and further away from um, Darwin, the amount of uh, sports that went on on the beach was quite remarkable. And we uh, we had an Army Surf Lifesaving Club formed in 1944. I think you've had someone from the Surf Lifesaving Club come in and talk mm. about that before. Mm. But that's interesting to know that our first Surf Lifesaving Club was in 1944. Matt, can I just, I'm, I'm looking at this photo. So it's, it looks like it's taken from somewhere down the bottom of the casino and it's looking back sort of east in an easterly direction towards where the Darwin High School Yeah, indeed. Is, it, it's, it? it's almost where Nurses Walk comes out onto the onto the beach there. If people were familiar with Nurses Walk coming yes. down onto Mindel Beach, the yeah. creek's much more prominent at this time than it is today. Yeah. And, yeah, there are literally hundreds of people. That so you, many people on there. On the so beach. what year was this taken? This would have been about 1944, 45, towards the end of the, end of the war. You've got some women sitting there on the rocks. Uh, uh, that'd be uh, army nurses of, of some kind. Because uh, of course the hospital was just up on the on the top of the the yeah. um, Miley Point there, so yeah, look, it just gives you a sense of just how many people were here in Darwin and how how they did get down to the beach to sort of cool off. So and it looks it looks very tropical. As you see some palm trees there in the in the it just looks it, it's just a nice shot, isn't it? It's a yeah. great look back. Oh there. yeah, look, it's, it, it, well, it is it is a fascinating could, um, story. Could that have been a big event down there, or is that just people down at the? No, they did have they, that's uh, an event of some sort. They 
did have big events down on the beach. They had all kinds of sports competitions. So sometimes it was the Sports Lifesaving Club. Um, we also had a Fanny Bay Sailing Club that was formed during the war. The officers uh, formed their own sailing club. I don't know if the local sailors are aware of this, but so the very first Fanny Bay Sailing Club was also formed in 1944. Okay. Where they got their boats from is interesting. I don't know whether they just sort of claimed local boats and took them out on the harbour or whether they somehow uh, acquired them. You know what people are like in the army. They seem to have all sorts of nefarious means of getting Get, things. Getting their hands on things, yeah. And uh, so the, the first sailing club was formed. Um, uh there were many sports days on the on the beach. The Navy themselves built their own baths at Larrakia, so they had their own events. So although um, the there was no sort of formal competitions, that was a bit patchy at different times and they came and they went. This sort of affinity with the beach and just cooling off was um, uh, very uh, much part of the culture. Records of swimming carnivals at Mataranka, um, uh, Berry Springs and uh, Howard Springs had uh, events held at them. So any time the, the, the soldiers, the airmen had time uh, to get off during the war, they'd be sort of trying to cool off in the water. Um, Darwin, in fact, didn't have its first Olympic swimming pool, as I understand it, until um, Parat pools were uh, first built and that was in the late 1950s and from that time onwards you know swimming as we know it the competitive sport would have gained momentum from there. In fact uh, Alice Springs had a had a swimming pool before uh, Darwin did in the 1950s so the Alice Springs Swimming Club uh, took off uh, the, some locals built a relative I don't know how the size of the pool I'm guessing it was probably maybe, maybe a 20 metre 25 metre yeah. pool and they built it in their backyard in Alice Springs but actually um, you know People could enter it, pay a small fee. And again, uh, Alice Springs had a water polo competition, a swimming competition, and, and, and things picked up from there. So um, it, it's an interesting history. Uh, uh, swimming up here, as we know, still has its dangers, but um, I think it's interesting for people to know that it does go right back for a long time and it's got a long history. That's wonderful, Matthew. Thank you so much for that, and thanks for bringing those photos. I'm going to try and post those. I don't know how I can do it. I'll photograph them and put them up or something because they are a great snapshot of uh, our history. Oh, yeah, it tells a story that people probably aren't quite as familiar yeah. with.